0: Hello and welcome to BZ Listening. I'm your host, BZ Douglas, and today my guest is painter, musician, and all-around creative person, Atomic Houdini. Now, that's not the name that appears on his tax returns, but I already fuck it up enough in the episode when I try to pronounce it, so I'm not going to do it again here. The podcast is still officially on break, but I wanted to chat with Adamic Houdini about his upcoming art show slash release of his album, Dandelion Fireworks. He'll be displaying 14 paintings, each based on songs from the album, the first five of which you will hear in this episode. And that show will be going up on Saturday, February 9th at Negative Space from 4.30 to 7.30. I'll be making it a point to stop by. I hope to see you there. You can find links to the event and all the places that you can follow Atomic Houdini in the episode description or at bzlistening.com. And before we kick off, there's one little addendum to our interview that uh, I'd like to add. The day after we recorded, um, I got a text from Atomic. And just wanted to read it in for the record. Quote, I think we skipped over it last night and it's too late, but you asked me about when I started performing. I didn't until a few years ago. I had to meditate for almost two years to overcome my stage fright. Unquote yeah so uh i think it's safe to say that i'll be having atomic houdini on again in the not too distant future to hear more about that journey and about all the fascinating creative projects that he's always got going on so thank you so much for listening and now let's get on with the show Yeah. We should start your podcast
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might need a whole political podcast for yourself
0: Yeah, so I'm just gonna hit the, <laughs> My marker button We got a good <clears throat> 23 minutes of just <laughs> Random, ranty bullshit Which is great, I needed that I've been uh, cooped up a, a long time I haven't, uh, I think you're my first interviews In over a month and a half now
1: Oh, okay
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting here with atomic houdini hey <laughs> i call him Chalen and that's all oh that's still wrong though no but that's wrong chelan 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 you got me to
1: pronounce my own name wrong ah, oh shit oh, i just
0: like, had like a bit of echolalia
1: there like are you i'm trying to now say it now that you just said it yes so i said so, it your way
0: chelan no was is like, It you to get french it is not a long ah. Uh, Nah. Is it Shaylin? Shalan. Shalan. Shailen. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a different name. It's a unique one. Yeah. It's, it's not a, you know, a John or a, a Joe. It's, but you are, you are for the all intents and purposes on this podcast, Atomic Houdini. Um, see, I have not really <laughs> brought myself to that point where I, I'd be like, Hey, what's up atomic or, you know, <laughs> see. but some I,
1: people, some people do, uh, I get a lot of like Houdini, you know, and like, sometimes I forget people are like talking about me. But yeah, I've, I've always felt more comfortable just using a performance name than
0: than my name. So where, so you know Actually, I never asked you that where what's the uh, genesis of that name? Where'd that come from? Oh, like a, of atomic Houdini? Yeah uh,
1: You know, well, I fasted for for uh, you know, two weeks and then I went out in the desert and then it, it came to me in a, in a cloud of inspiration and you know divine vision No, I mean <laughs> it, it did, it You did, were did. selling
0: me on that. <laughs> I
1: should have gone with it, I guess. It's like, oh yeah, this is what <laughs> happened <laughs> No, I mean, it, it did come to me, uh, you know, it was like just atomic houdini, kind of like, you know, popped into my head. Um, and I feel like that's, it's the old like, uh, you know, uh, guitar line. You like, you throw your, your, the spear of your intuition into the dark and then you send your armies of intellect to follow it. And that's how I've always been as far as, you know, creating art is I feel like I'm a very intuitive person. Ideas come to me and you know, and then i like, I sleep on it. I take time to figure, figure it out, you know, I just throw it out there. Um, but, yeah, a lot of stuff that comes to me, I then, you know, sort of figure out, like, how does this fit into the puzzle of, like, the art that I'm creating? Or, you know, what can this mean to mm-hmm. me? Or, like, you know, what is my subconscious? Like, why did my subconscious give me this? Uh, so, for Atomic Houdini, uh, it's, you know, essentially kind of, like, a very small uh, escape artist. Um, it's the so Some people think it's, like, meant to be, like, an explosive or something. Uh, it's cool whatever people get out of it. Um, I kind of like the idea of... Um, yeah, you know, we're all we're all sort of trapped in a very. At least it's going to sound a little kooky, but a very very sort of uh, binary existence. Uh, you know, politics we're talking is a per- perfect example of that too. People really want like a, a solid, you know, one end of the spectrum or the other, a yes or a no, blue or red. Uh, you know, either someone, uh, you know, either either alcoholism is a, an addiction or a disease. You know, like I people were tearing each other up on my timeline about that for a year. You know, and I think like most things, you know, are are sort of somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. You know. It's like, you know, it's not nature or nurture, it's nature and nurture, you know, uh, with, with most subjects. And so, uh, it's just, it's always been infuriating to me to try and exist in a a space where most people have a very strong feeling, uh, toward one binary or the other. And so that's the whole atomic Houdini, you know, it's something infinitesimally small that, you know, you're, you're escaping from that, uh, you know, last bit of existence clinging onto whatever you are. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I hit the nail on the head trying to describe that, but uh, yeah,
0: is um, so. Why don't you take so? That's the genesis of your name. What's your genesis as an artist? Um, where did uh, what was your first like medium that you sunk your teeth into? Because we were going to talk about like you have you know we'll get into your show coming up. Yeah, uh, with paintings and music. Yeah. So what was the first art form that got its teeth in you?
1: Oh. <sighs> I remember being like three and banging the shit out of like pots and pans and uh, Like, you know coming up with pieces, you know that like I would re- repeat <laughs> You know, you remember being three. Yeah, yeah, this
0: isn't like your parents told you like oh when you were three you used to do this That's crazy
1: <laughs> a combination of um, Having moved around a lot when I was young And uh, to a certain extent, uh, you know, I was talking about earlier, like stuff with my dad, uh, being on the abusive uh, spectrum of things, like kind of got some memories uh, very clearly in my head in terms of like, there's a very clear uh, time and place associated with it. And so some of them, you know, I didn't remember, you know, oh, like I was, you know, three and this happened. I remember I was in this house and this happened. So I like talked to my mom and I was like, hey, what house were you living in? Like what year was that? So, so that kind of thing, kind of like trace some things back. Um, so yeah, I have some very, very clear memories of from about one and a half onward, I would say like probably one and a half or maybe one is like my earliest memory. Wow. So well, some people claim they like remember being in the womb. Like I think Noam Chomsky said that, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It was like showmanship. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's an extreme intellectual for sure. I don't yeah, consider I, myself anywhere near that. I had but have
0: trouble going, like figuring out what my earliest memory would be if, and even then like the, the like they're just things like a flash of like. I remember a shower I was in. It was green. <laughs> it had to be, and it was probably my first shower, and it was freaking me out because I'm yeah. like, "I'm a kid. I want baths." Would
1: you have kind of like a contour or <laughs> a shape of that? Even,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. And it's it's interesting. I mean, some some memories, you know, like, and I have a lot of very clear, specific, like what you would call a memory memory. But you know, there's a lot of memories, especially from being younger, where it's as much about like the feeling of the memory, uh, like the mood, the sort of, you know, glimpses of things. It's very impressionistic yeah. to try and remember certain things. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember, uh, you know, banging around in, like, pots and pans and, uh, like, empty oatmeal uh, tins and, and the like, you know, and I, like, set up this, you know, drum set and uh, <laughs> doing this drum performance for my mom and uh, a couple of her friends. And, you know, so I've, I feel like there's always been sort of, you know, an interest in creativity. Yeah. Um, like my mom i also i also had like insomnia of like from when i was little too like my mom would come in <clears throat> it's probably about four yeah for like four to six like living uh we were in like a trailer like a trailer park and my mom would always come in and i'd be like she'd have put me to sleep and i've gotten up and i'd be like playing with legos and like building stuff or <laughs> are like drawing She'd she's like you gotta go to bed at some time oh, yeah at some point and i would like try and go to bed and then I'd have like a nightmare and then i'd like go try and climb in their bed and yeah she's like maybe we should just let them play with legos i don't know <laughs> so yeah a lot, a lot of stuff like that um i remember writing the ballad of peter rabbit i think my mom actually has it on a video somewhere it's like me playing her acoustic guitar which was like a like a three-quarter scale or whatever yeah. you know so i could actually like try to like make a couple chords even with like little baby hands <laughs> still got small hands you know i like unlike trump i'm not, not afraid to admit that Aww. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, I remember remember doing uh, like a ballad like that on on guitar. You know, it was nothing fully formed. It's just you know play, how old were you playing playing at it.
0: What's that? How old were you in that when you were doing that?
1: That that would have been uh, also before we moved to Alaska. So that would have been you know bef- six or before. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, so
0: Alaska. How many places have you lived? Uh, a
1: number, a number. Uh, <laughs> with with the family, it was primarily a number of places in Washington, a number of places in Alaska. And you know, again, part of the, like the memory thing is like our apartment burned down like a year after we got out to Alaska, and then uh, I like was sent to live with these extremely conservative Christians in Wasilla who like only had an outhouse, and were very I th- like I thought my parents were liberal with you know corporal punishment like <laughs> Sarah Palin's hometown man. Ooh. Those people aren't fucking around like. <laughs> <laughs> out in the middle. And it was like, you know, an hour at that point, it was like an hour from the closest grocery store. I think it's become a little, slightly more populous since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, mean, I remember I started like taking up drawing uh, when I was out there. Um, I don't know. We moved we, when we moved down to California. I ended up like, it was, you know, it was, it was like very difficult just in terms of like trying to adjust to the culture change and like find new friends and all that, you know? So I was like pretty antisocial and then I got super sick and that was a whole thing. And I was like, uh, I was like crippled basically for three, four months, oh, you know, man. or like taking me into the hospital all the time, trying to figure out what's wrong with me, all these blood tests. So, uh yeah all that all that stuff kind of like fed into me then making your like choose your own adventure star trek <laughs> web pages like in notepads like before front page <laughs>
0: hey that's how i started yeah view source coding in yeah. nope nope notepad
1: yeah so i mean i i had a very kind of like you know nerdy upbringing you know i like stole basically stole my dad's first business computer from him and like you know broke it multiple times and put it back together multiple times and then like built my own computer next and so it's kind of more into like the the technical side of things and uh the geeky stuff i guess um you know people people be out like you know going to like uh dances in high school and i was like at home reading lord of the rings so <laughs> that kind of thing and then yeah finally um uh we'll see so i was I'll tell you this 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 will this us kind of bring it around. Yeah, uh, I was sort of raised listening to a lot of uh, Classical music and a lot of Christian worship music and I remember at a certain point my parents like I guess I had like some sort of Nostalgia kick they went back to like listening to like the Beatles and some things, you know, like, you know it was like oh, okay, like you and know that shows up out of nowhere. You're like, what's
0: this? Yeah, yeah
1: Well, so they brought back a share album and And they, like, lost the case to it. And I'd, like, never heard her. And I was like, who is this this soulful black woman that we're listening to? (laughs) Like, I had no idea. I was just like, like, I got super into Cher for, like, a couple months. (laughs) So, yeah, it was an odd combination of things. And then then I found out about pop punk shortly after. And I was like, oh, okay, like, this is pretty cool. Like, this is edgy. And, like, the parents don't like this, you know? So, (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, all all that comes around to, uh, you know, I get into high school and, um, i hadn't had like a very specific interest in like creating music you know like i had interest in you know curiosity and a bunch of different things and messing around yeah but i found my dad's uh old guitar up in the attic and i was like oh i can't remember you know playing around with guitars and stuff when i was younger and i was like you know i could actually like play this and yeah, you know, this could be a thing and so it took me two weeks to convince him <laughs> to you know restring it for me i don't know if it was like Cause I brought up painful memories for him or if he's just like tired after work and he's like, I don't want to fuck with this. Mm. Like, so (laughs) finally got him to string it. And then, yeah, I started practicing, uh, three to five hours every day. And like within, within a year, you know, I was like playing Metallica stuff and like, (laughs) it's like, Oh, this is so intricate. It's, it's both edgy and it reminds me of the classical music I was raised on, (laughs) you know, like that that sort of thing. going deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I remember me and a couple of a couple of guys who were like learning Metallica and like Led Zeppelin in high school thought we were pretty cool. So. <laughs> Started playing other stuff, I guess, after I like moved out and like tried playing with other people. And some guy like left his drum set behind, and so I started playing drums and piano. And then like I got a mandolin from a friend, and then a clarinet from another friend. And oh, wow. so I started doing all this all this stuff for a while. uh And uh, a lot of it's like on my first first album, which is just like a 73 minute fucking mess of like ADHD. You know, like it's there's some good stuff on it, but it's it's all the fuck over the place. Yeah. So <laughs> um Yeah, so then so then I got to a point though where uh it started like, you know, bugging my wrist and so I just started cutting back more and more, uh like focusing in on uh like oh am I gonna play, you know, piano, drums, guitar, and then yeah, I had to cut out drums a few years back, which was like Definitely a tragedy for me. I loved playing drums. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's great physical exercise and catharsis and just, you know, especially if you have a bad day. Like, yeah. guitar is great, but, I mean, you can't hit a guitar the way you can hit drums, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying it. We've got a drum set this year, and it's it's nice to just go put on a playlist of a bunch of songs and play along with them. Yeah. And I don't even... I, I don't think I have any ambitions to, like, oh, I want to get good enough at drumming where I'm going to play with anybody. I'm in a weird place of music right now. Yeah. I I... I well, I've been so busy with a million different things that it's just it's kind of fallen off and then um, rekindled old, you know, passions with like acting that came. Up yeah. As, Thank you so much for coming to that show. That was good. The yeah. Um, But it's just it's I, 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 I try not to like get down on myself as much as just be like, this is just how my brain works. I toggle through things, you know. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I'm really into music, and then I'm oh, acting. I forgot about that. Oh, I miss coding. I want to learn this new coding language or whatever. <laughs> and just it's, sometimes it's it, it's I don't know. It's I've I was diagnosed with ADD and like officially, and I was on meds for it, and meds work. They put a vice around your head and make it stay in one place. Yeah, but they kind of rip your personality out at the same time and squeezes your personality out. Your eye holes or whatever. <laughs> so I, I started to just I when I got off medication, I just sort of said like, you know what? I'm just going to stop seeing this as a disorder, and just roll with it. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm interested in that. Go follow that. You're not interested in it now. Move over to this. And the only thing that I get I get down on myself for just being like, I'm not. I'm not a, a whatever. I haven't reached a, a, a level of like I'm really good at this one thing. It's like I'm okay at a whole bunch of things. Yeah, and then that I think that fosters some imposter syndrome a lot. But mm. I mean, like whether it's coding or music, you know, like sometimes I'm just like oh, I'm around people who are like, oh, you're playing like shows all the time. And I don't, I don't think I get to call myself a musician.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I. <laughs> Two, two things. Well, like one, I don't, I, I don't really even consider myself a painter yet, <laughs> so I, I totally get that. Two, I do like just uh, commentary wise. I do think uh, it falls into the binary thing I was talking about earlier. Psychiatry is just terrible with that. It's all about like basically anything that does it, it's like a- normal or abnormal, and if it's you know in the middle of the spectrum, you know, it's like we want to medicate it and call it a disorder. Generally speaking, yeah, That's like. You know, yeah. Obviously, when like bipolar gets to a certain point, or any you know, any any of the like disorders, yeah, I'm doing air quotes, uh, you know, or issues, uh, you know, that a, that a person can have with their personality that make them them can get to a certain part of the spectrum where it's like, yeah, medication might be a good idea. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people. That the threshold is so low in psych. In, uh, psyche, psychiatry have you, and, have and you psychiatry gone
0: through therapy or psychiatry personally, or I,
1: I worked at a psych uh, psych ward for a few fears. Uh, oh, okay. It was a psych emergency room for summit County. So saw a lot of people come through there and, you know, some people was just like, it was clear that it's like, you know, they were like a little lost and it was more their personality than anything else. And it wasn't like such a bad thing. And they just kind of had to figure out their path Yeah, you know, more than anything. And, you know, and other people really needed the medication. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Solid
0: different types. Yeah. Sometimes I just wonder if, um, uh, or I don't know, like, I I wonder if I, I, you know, deal with depression. I've never been diagnosed for anything. So, it's like, you know, to what degree I deal with depression or, you know, like, if mood swings are indicative of anything. Um, But sometimes I'm just like, well, I know I'm upset because I pay too close attention to the world. (laughs) And I get... for me, like it, <laughs> yeah. like I get like just cognitive <clears throat> or I, I've struggled with the cognitive dissonance required to like get through your day and not think about the millions of things that are like kind of going wrong and that aren't in, right in front of you. You have to go looking for them. So I don't know if it's like it's a mental illness of mine that I'm always going and like, what's the terrible thing going on in the world today? I need to know it. I think I think it's a little
1: addictive to be honest. I mean, because there's a physiological response, but I will say there's I think it's an old Russian proverb. It's like, um, sane in an insane world is insane. Mm. You know, so it's yeah. like yeah, the fact that you have a problem with <laughs> how things are is, you know. Not not indicative of any kind of disorder with you. And I feel I, w- like. I
0: wonder about that sometimes. If there are people who are like oh, I'm I'm, if there are people struggling with like certain aspects of depression or whatever, and like you know it's like oh this pill will help you, but it's like. To a degree should we be disturbed and depressed about the state of the world like is that almost normal and and people are like oh but I can't get through my day and like so yes the medication will help you get through your day but if it shuts off the things that makes you (laughs) disturbed about the world isn't that going to be a problem for the world and shouldn't you act on that disturbance I don't know. It's but I don't. Really I don't, hard to answer. I, mean, I don't get begrudge anyone anything that like you know they've gone through with like you know like uh, I know people with you know bipolar disorder. I know people with real depression, real addiction problems. Um, so I I just more question it from like my side. Or like I know. I don't know a fucking thing about what it is to get analyzed and psychoanalyzed and go through therapy because I just haven't done it. Mostly because of the Byzantine nature of the (laughs) the health insurance industry. And I don't don't even know how to pick the psychiatrist that Uh, I has covered for me or what.
1: Yeah, I've that that laugh is like, unfortunately, I get it. Um, I I was I've been diagnosed with depression and I was in a psych ward when I was younger myself and uh, things were very not good. And I've like certainly had moments or whatever, but I tried a lot of antidepressants and I've had much better with much better success with a little self medication and like making art and music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so this you say, so um when did you first start creating like original music? That you were putting it out there was there uh, like a first time you went to like an open mic and 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 also I didn't pick up when you asked you about your um, name Houdami, Atomic Houdini when did you adopt that moniker? Yes, so um, answer all of those questions. Yes, now. yes, <laughs>
1: yes to all of them. <laughs> um, for me, when I started, music was less about self-expression and more about trying to connect with other people and kind of like find a friend group, I think. Mm. Um, and so I, I moved in with a couple of friends. I've had a whole, back like i moved out when i was 17 i was like on people's couches and then like i found a place of my own and then i had like this insane roommate and then i had to move back with my mom for like six months and i moved back out with friends and uh so part of that was the at that point those friends were you know music friends uh and like they were much better at music uh than i was and i was like kind of like show these guys i can hang so i started practicing like crazy and you know started started to get my chops up really on, on drums first more than anything and I really felt like I couldn't songwrite, and I struggled with that for like I, I like I got to a point where I wanted to and just couldn't like it was just a total block I would sit down I would try to like write something and it, it would be miserable you know like yeah. I you know was just, I couldn't even get you know like two sentences out type of thing <laughs> it was really really bad um, and some some combination of I spent a lot of time reading and doing psychedelics and like getting uh, more of a sort of getting my chops up, getting a little more you know, musical prowess, and at some point it started to, started to come. And I uh, got laid off during the financial recession, and so while I was like trying to find other work and like uh, getting unemployment for a bit. I started practicing like sixty hours a week, and then right around then I started working on my first album. Uh, the extremely ADHD one that I that, that I mentioned, and uh, I released that under the moniker Chelan Chelan. an extremely narcissistic play on Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, needless to say, that uh, was almost immediately regrettable. Uh, it's it's kind of a funny footnote, I guess. Um, but yeah, as I started uh, we working, we all we
0: all have our cringe.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean well while, while I was making that album uh, I ended up Moving out of the house that I was in I was living in my truck. So I was practicing piano in my storage unit and uh, Like doing some like finish up like recording in the storage unit i like I literally would have to sneak in because they like wouldn't let you in at night So I'd break into the storage unit three or four times a week like run up into the hills run down jump the fence like go in you know and like once you're in then it's the the code to your place because you couldn't like i love art crime yeah yeah
0: i'm criming because i (laughs) want to make some music
1: yeah well i started like going there during the day and i was like practicing piano i was like you know 100 degrees in there because this is um san diego yeah yeah and uh and then you know somebody like complained and so they're like oh you can't yeah so i was like okay well i was like oh i'll never do that again so then i started breaking in uh, so I was living in my truck, doing that, and then I was like mixing the album in like coffee shops. And um, after <clears through throat> I wrapped that album up, uh, I like came out to Ohio to visit a friend, and then I like, ended up living on an avocado grove and started working on uh, the next album. And it was sort of like as I was uh, swimming in all of those ideas, it's kind of like I don't really care for the the moniker Shalane Shalane. And that's when the Atomic Houdini thing came to me. It was like right after I'd been playing drums for like an hour, I like walked out of the room and I was like Atomic Houdini. Why not? Follow <laughs> like, that, yeah. Uh, and I've generally gotten uh, good, good feedback on it. Just it's a more rememberable, more memorable moniker than some things, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so <laughs> there's been some confusion in terms of like me using it for acoustic stuff and electronic. Yeah. So still trying to figure out what that's going to be. I, I don't know. It's like it's convenient to have everything under one umbrella, but then people like have expectations of like what a certain label means. So. Yeah.
0: What cracked your? Um songwriting block you're saying like oh it's I've had I've I've had that for a long time but part of it is like I just because the songs I have written they all really like just landed on me like a lightning strike like maybe one line popped in my head and then the whole thing just like completely pulled pulled itself right out and then like the music part of it was working forever but as far as like oh here are words that I want to put to something um and i really struggle with that i'm like oh i'm gonna sit down and i'm just gonna think on some shit yeah i don't know if that's just like oh i need to find that discipline or figure out what that headspace was and just be open to it
1: well i think the first thing that i wrote that i like actually liked i i don't think i ever put it on any yeah i never put it on any album or released it or anything um but i was like out tripping uh like by myself in the woods camping and I just like started playing guitar, like just doing warmups. Yeah. And, uh, it was, just kind of felt like being possessed. Like I just started playing some chords and like got into it. And then like before the, the night was over, I had like written the song and I was like, it's a pretty cool song. Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think it was a combination of having some experiences like that. Uh, I definitely think my brain works differently for some of the things I've chosen to do with it uh, in a permanent and in my opinion, good, good nature. Um, but part of it was just the, the negative energy that, uh, was there in terms of, uh, like one of the guys that was living at the house who was Mm. just, uh, extremely narcissistic. And, uh, you know, I, I think there was like some good intention there or whatever, but I mean, he played it up. Like we were like good friends and like we weren't. And, uh, you know, he like, Talked to my other friend behind my back and my other friend eventually told me about it and stuff and I was like wow dude Like you were kind of telling me that we were like besties, you know Uh, and then you're like saying all this terrible stuff about me to like other people and like Things kind of started to fall through after we're
0: face-to-face besties when I see you we're we're best friends Well, we were in a band
1: together and you know, I mean it was like we lived in a place together I saw saw him all the time. I was like, you know, there there was a relationship there uh, but yeah, uh, come to find out, uh, you know, not so much. And this—I mean, this guy literally told me I was like at the peak of my depression uh, that I should just go kill myself. So it was kind of like once I got some distance on that, I was like, Fuck "Wow, that, that guy, guy was really—yeah, that guy was yeah, <laughs> really bringing me down." Like, you know, and I, th- I think that was uh, a part of my block was like that I was like inexperienced and like worried about being judged and like part of my own negative monologue was the people I'd surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. So once I, you know, did a little tweaking on set and setting, as it were, (laughs) you know, things started to flow. And then, you know, the more the more that I did it, uh, you know, the more I just have ideas come to me all the time. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, at at this point, it's like, you know, I put stuff in my like notes or my voice memos, you know, every day, you know, it's like, I can't chase down, you know, all the melodies or, you know, whatever that come to me. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to have that where it's like, you know. You know you can do it, and you feel feel confident that it's like if you want to sit down and be creative, you can you can do a thing. But it, it took a long time to get there.
2: It's laughter like that unsaid. are after like unmade bit is this laughter like. That unsaid Are afters like Fading shades of red And laughter like A broken radio Laughter like When you went on your way Laughter like A broken radio Laughter like
0: This, uh, the new project you have coming up that, uh, it's a negative space at the end of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's paintings and music. And, um, you sent me all these tracks <laughs> that go back to what, like 2010.
1: I, I sent you, yeah, I sent you a link to, uh, the four like finished albums that I have. Yeah. Um, uh, just I, I didn't know how much time you're going to have to like check out things or, or whatever Like my, my thought in terms of coming in for this was kind of like I wanted to promote the the, the painting show in particular
0: Well, yeah, um, that's what I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about was yeah. or, or, or kind of talk about that or um, uh, maybe just pivot to like when did painting uh, start becoming <laughs> an art form for you
1: So I'd always done drawing and I had been working on uh, this visual album and like doing all kinds of crazy like video stuff and um, my best friend and I like started talking about painting a lot and he he really kind of like pulled me into it because um, I, I had been focusing more on drawing and digital art and that kind of thing and he came out uh, to California because he's an Ohio guy that's part of how I ended up out here and uh, we ended up spending uh, like a good solid month like painting every day together and we actually did a lot of cool pieces that are like you know two-person pieces and when I first came out here, we uh, did a couple art shows together and stuff. Um, did a bunch of different pieces. There's a lot of like abstract expressionist, uh, like acrylic paint type of stuff. Um, very broad range of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I did some of that on my own, uh, especially as, you know, he and I kind of had our, you know, ups and downs or whatever. And, uh, at a certain point, you know, he, he kind of like decided to keep doing more like abstract stuff. And I wanted to sort of blend, uh, the abstract with representational again and do stuff that was kind of like outlandish or, you know, inspired by, uh, different color palettes or, uh, you know, things that weren't necessarily realistic, but, uh, to have a little more, Uh, Of both in the mix Um, So I painted painted a couple of kind of like tests and you know with with oil paint and thought All right, like I want to like figure out I want to teach myself how to oil paint Like i've never really done this and I decided all right. Well, here's some easy subject matter You know, I did this electronic album super proud of this This is like the best thing i've i've done so my uh, fourth album dandelion fireworks um so I had made track art and uh, a cover for it uh you know part of this is at the time i was like releasing things on uh, soundcloud it's like gotta have have, like a track art for each thing you put up to grab people's attention so i spent a bunch of time making this digital art that's also kind of like layering and uh, uh, you know affecting and stuff in in photoshop to get these kind of like weird digital pieces uh that were you know related to the thematic content of the songs and so you know i had these and i was like this is perfect content to like do for, for a painting show. Like, and this is really going to like push me as like to up my game as a painter and to like figure out how to do this.
0: So So you were trying to recreate digital art
1: in oil paintings then? basically, you know, I wasn't going to try and necessarily do everything for note for note, but it's like, well, here, I already have this thing and I like it and it's, you know, related to this material. So, uh, what I ended up with are 13, three foot by three foot, uh, oil paintings, one for each piece of track art and one for the cover, uh, so that's that's what the show is. Uh, at the end of the month, so like you said, it's a negative space. It's uh, five to seven PM on the 29th, which is a Saturday.
0: With these, with the the paintings that correlate with uh, your album, Dandelion um, Fireworks. Yes. Uh, did I'm just curious, how did you um, did each song inspire the the work of art that came with it, or was there Some things that you would like, oh, I had done this and that just looks like that will go well with this or was each You know artwork directly inspired from the song
1: directly inspired. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have any of the artwork You know, I had 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 the songs and I was starting to finish them up starting to you know Get through the arduous task of mixing and mastering and having listened to things, you know 5,000 times and being like all right, this song is done I want to release this in two weeks and you know, like what am I gonna put next to it sort of thing? Um, so each song, I mean, it's some of them are a little, little more literal than others. Um, some are, you know, more symbolic or just about a mood. Um, I mean, I could could go through, um, Static Hymn, for example. So, so a lot of my, a lot of my songs, I, I like to try to sort of pick a juxtaposition of binaries um which i think is just you know having contrast in a song is obviously just good strategy period uh but i think it's especially crucial if you're trying to write about abstract things so static hymn was sort of about how we can't really know the past but we are like the past and so we know ourselves and how just just kind of contrasting uh all these sort of like day-to-day concerns and how trivial they are with like the the scope of time um And so I was, uh, you know, comparing, you know, paintings on like on a cave wall to like, you know, people writing stuff, you know, in a bathroom stall. Mm. (laughs) And there's just that sort of like very, you know, human need to be like, I was here, you know, I'm like, we're the same, same we were, you know, 30,000 years ago. Uh, And so the, the artwork for that track um, is a handprint that I tried to make look uh, as a whole, almost like a fingerprint, Uh, but like it's been processed through a computer And like, kind of trying to draw that contrast, you know, with sort of like the new digital era, and then like in the background, there's actually a replication of one of the oldest cave paintings now. It's like from thirty thousand or so years ago, and there's kind of like all these these smaller hands that are from the cave painting uh, that I that I like layered in there. So like that that's that's one for you. Um, Like keep your keep your teeth uh, is (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I just like a track by track here very That's very fine. jumping all over uh keep keep your teeth uh is is very much about Like how we're civilized but we're not and there's like that anxiety there of like If you can't defend yourself, you know, or you know, you don't have the right thing to say Like that anxiety of like wanting wanting to be able to You know if a, a threat arises like protect yourself, but also there's like this you know, sort of. If you bring your weapons, it's like the the, the cave from Star Wars, right? You remember in uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, you know, yeah. he's like, "Oh, you don't need your Yoda's like, you don't need your weapons," you know. But obviously, in the cute little Yoda voice, you know, and he's he's like, "Oh, well," he like takes his weapons, like Luke takes his weapons and goes down in the cave anyway. You wouldn't need them, not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what he finds down there is like the angry version of himself that's become Vader, you know, like, and it's because he like took that down to the cave with him that it was there
0: to confront him take a moment and remember when there were just three good Star Wars (laughs) movies god that was great that was so I loved Star Wars so much same I really loved it and my my, and and not even like it was when I got like older when I was like a teenager before the prequels came out so I went back and like oh yeah Star Wars pretty awesome I love it (laughs) And then when the pre, like everything they've done since then has made me. I hate Star Wars now. I I feel so alienated because I know so many people who just cling to their affection for it as kids, and I'm like, it's gone. Or the only way I can hang on to it is just, to just not even. I don't look at any of these new movies. I don't watch any of them.
1: I'm I'm very torn because I like that a new generation is like super excited about it, and there's like you know there's sort of a, a resurgence of interest for it, and like we're back around to at least like. Uh, Some semblance of the original mood and costume and you know some things that were completely lost with the prequels But yeah, the the original three are definitely the
0: best. Yeah, that's that's all I had (laughs) Not going off on Star Wars (laughs) I just wanted to take that moment like you made me you put me back and that's been like I remember Oh, you made me remember when I loved Star Wars. Yeah, that was the first Star Wars
1: movie. I saw was Empire Strikes
0: Back I saw
1: it uh, when I was living in Alaska I was seven Yeah I remember remember seeing that scene and being like mind blown at seven. I was like, Whoa. And I'm like, you know, honestly, like I wish I had lived my
0: life in accordance with that scene over the, you know, like I feel like I should have learned more for having seen that so young. (laughs) I, I remember we had the, uh, return of the Jedi soundtrack on vinyl and I would put that on and I would just run around the fucking house, (laughs) just making like, like, you know, "Ah!" I'm just like chasing imaginary shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm mm-hmm.
2: As much as the next dude telling me to hold
0: So yeah. you were ch- you were talking about the duality of man in your painting. <laughs> oh
1: God! Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like you you want to like say something meaningful or like ponder upon something uh, that you feel is worthwhile. But then as soon as you tra- start trying to talk about it, it's like, oh God, do I sound that pretentious?
0: <laughs> well, no, but I like to, I like to know this stuff behind paintings because I'm uh, painting is it's the one art form that I just have. I it doesn't do anything for me like. <laughs> I listen to Thank music. Thank you so much
1: for having me on your I'm podcast. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Bring me along, all right? No, but I'm just, I, as far as like movies, I've watched movies, even like stupid movies, but then there'll just be a moment will happen and I'll just be like, uh, like it stirs something or in songs where I can just, I can hear someone sing a note a certain way or yeah. it just hits a swell and I'm like, I'm, um, you know, mm, ooh, I, I'm in it. And I just, I've never gotten that from paintings. And I'm not dis, I'm not saying like, so you picked a real <laughs> shitty art form there, Shaylin. Uh, uh It's just, shh, I'm sorry. I never say I'm it. only
1: correcting you just because you were like putting a dig at me. I'm like, oh, that's an easy one. Atomic? Yeah, uh, that's how my name is
0: spelled. I'm just going to call you Ah, which uh. is Atomic Houdini, Houdini a abbreviated just, Ah.
1: Well, that, that was the other thing I liked about that name. I was uh, thinking about doing shirts to have like a little thought bubble. Just like, Ah. Ah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um... So I like to, but I'd like to know that's what brings me deeper into paintings though, is when I get their context. Yeah. Cause I usually just don't, when I look at something, I'll appreciate the technique or, you know, the work that goes into it and things like that. But a lot of times I, I don't get, you know, it's the art form. It just doesn't hit me the way that, uh, or stir me other ones do.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's completely natural. Um, I, I think as somebody who paints, I've, sort of train myself to appreciate a little more. Um, Yeah, I I looked up like art appreciation courses and pirated them on the internet. (laughs) Uh, That sort of thing. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I usually force myself to just stare at a painting for a minute or two uh, if it's new to me and like just kind of try and take everything in and, Count the shapes, and you know, see what contrast is there, and how they balance things, and you know, from the composition to then you know, like, what's what's this about? What's the context, yeah. et cetera? And you know, in some paintings, I don't know, like I I've seen some paintings, um, like Pollock. I mean, he's you know, extreme example of abstract expressionist. You know, like there's not really like necessarily a story there. Uh, you know, and I've seen pieces where I feel like instantly moved. Um, you know, that are very abstract. And, you know, I see other ones where it's like I get it immediately and I'm like, "Eh, yeah, whatever, you know, (laughs) Uh, you know, and then, you know, and in uh, in the case of the latter, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, read the description uh, that's there with it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. Well, you know, what with the story. You know, it, it really gets me. But we we are very story oriented creatures, yeah. You know, humans. I mean, that's whether you're talking politics or Netflix. You know, I mean, that's that's what keeps us interested, right? And um, you know, in, in music, you know, you're physically being touched by vibrations that another person made. So there's, I don't know. It's like it's like you know when somebody touches your hand on a on a date or whatever, and you like get the chills. Yeah. There's something about music that's just that immediate, and that's that's why I consider myself primarily a musician, and that's like my first and you know probably will always be my main. Love. Um, But you know, there is something I really love about painting, especially the process of it, because it's deconstructive, especially when you're doing the painting. Like it means viewing-wise too, but when you're doing the painting, it's every little brush stroke to create, you know, uh, a moment of reality for somebody else to look at. And it really forces you to look at things differently and to, to ponder them. And so uh I've you know spent the last two years on these paintings and uh just a ton of time, you know, painting between you know, having to figure out mistakes and having to figure out techniques and coming back to things. And I've definitely I found myself the other day. I was like, oh, wow, I've actually so super worried. I was going to finish on time. And then I like uh, finished uh, one of these paintings like quite quickly. And I was like, wow, like I've actually I've improved. Like I can actually start kind of doing these a little a little faster. But even then, you know, you're talking about like spending you know, a week, two weeks, uh, you know, meditating on something basically. And. You know, like, why, why does, you know, putting, like, lighter stroke, strokes over here, like, bring out, like, this uh, aspect of, like, emotion, uh, you know, like, in a face or that sort of thing? And I'm by no means a master, but I think it's, it's fascinating to think about. Um, that being said, I'm planning on putting placards next to each of the paintings with a little bit of, you know, background to kind of, like, mm-hmm. help people, uh, <laughs> help, help draw people in. Um, because, you know, some of the stuff, it is... There are representational elements that I definitely see, having painted it, that it takes people a minute to see. Uh, Like, there's uh, one painting in particular. It's for uh, water rising. And uh, it's essentially about climate change and just kind of, like, this concern of, like, oh, my God, like, shit's getting heavy and, like, you know, what's going to be here? Uh, But then also, like... This sort of like hopeful note of like well you know humans only really get their shit together when they like have a serious challenge they have to face and like hopefully that'll be the thing that happens (laughs) and the the painting that i did for it's this very sort of like ghostly uh face like looking up out of uh out of water like out of an ocean floor and uh i've had to like point it out to people i thought it was super obvious you know i was worried about it being too obvious uh, cause I was like, I'm going to kind of do this thing inspired by like a lady on the lake, you know, like Arthurian, uh,
0: strange women lying you know, in ponds, goddess. distributing swords. Sounds like a good system of government right now. <laughs> it's about,
1: <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, you know, I obviously have this whole sort of, you know, background of like, uh, you know, there's this tradition of Celtic goddesses, uh, you know, bestowing wisdom upon people, uh, you know, from the water and, you know, I got have this, you know, this thought going into the painting and what have you. And I'm like, Oh, I've got this cool face. That's like kind of abstract. It's like looking up from the bottom of an ocean and then people are like, Oh, that's really, that's really cool. Uh, you know, uh, uh what is it, <laughs> you know, type of, and I'm like, well, I'm glad you think it's pretty. Uh, you know, and I, like I've literally for a couple of people, I like turned the painting cause it's like looking out upside down. And, and, you know, and they're like, oh, no, I see a face now. And I'm like, I don't know why you didn't see it before. I think it's super obvious, but you know, I get the same thing with, with lyrics sometimes. I mean, the the music I make is very like sound sculptury and there's like a lot going on. And so sometimes, you know, I, I I feel like the, the album's a pretty pop album. Um, but you know, I've had a couple people ask me about like, you know, or even like make a commentary like, oh, when you said this line, you know, uh, (laughs) My heart's uh, like somebody came came to me for the song laughter like and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, when you said my heart's still set in stone. And I was like, it's my heart's still static snow, which I get is a more <laughs> abstract and strange lyric to like try and like hear, you know, you kind of go for the obvious thing. There's like an Occam's razor, you know, always operating in our brains, like trying to find like, yeah, the most likely thing instead of actually
0: listening. But I'm terrible with that. I've been singing the wrong lyrics of songs I love for <laughs> years, I'm sure. Well, I mean, there's yeah, sometimes you just do it fanatically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what gets you gets you there quickest without having to learn them. Yeah, okay, like, I just want to feel the feeling of like singing a song joyously with with the song. I don't actually need to know the lyrics. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: On these um, electronic, is that um, where? Because when I first saw you, you were you know doing more of the uh, acoustic guitar, yeah, mostly instrumental, as I recall. Like I, it seemed like you were doing a lot more, or like the song had a, a much. It wasn't following your standard structure. Some of your songs, it seemed like, where you like play this bit and then you sing and then you play a bit and you sing. There was there was a lot more. Um, but that's where I first saw you was with, uh, acoustic guitar and is um, electronic where you, did you break away from that or are you, t- are you taking a break or are they always sort of like intertwined as far as what Atomic Houdini is in the music you want to produce? Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you first saw
1: me at, uh, McFarlane Manor, yeah. shout out, Shout um, out. And I was playing an acoustic set, and then I came and played at your carnival, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, another shout out, and uh, that was also awesome. But I was uh, having uh, trouble with my vocal cords and in, in my throat, and so when I played here, I, uh, I I think I sang one song. I mostly played my instrumentals. Yeah. And then when I played at McFarland Manor, I was just having a tough night that night. Um, but you know, I I did, I did play some of my like actual acoustic songs. Um, they're a little, they can be a little deconstructive and I definitely tend to mix guitar and vocals in a way that I haven't seen a lot of people do. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely different. Some people's cup of tea, some, Mm -hmm. some not. um, I've been doing acoustic stuff since the very beginning and, uh, I've, have also had an interest in electronic stuff since the very beginning pretty much i remember being like i remember uh having uh smoked and listen like my best friend's car we were like out driving and he's like oh i gotta show you this album and uh, like he puts on puts on this track and it's like ale, ale. and like it's just this you know crazy electronic noise and like and it just turns into this rhythm and like the drums come in it's like boom Boom, 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 boom. A peace bone got found in a dinosaur wing. And it's fucking Animal Collective, and uh, yeah, it was my uh, first first uh, album I heard from them was uh, Strawberry Jam, and that just completely changed the way I thought about music. I was like, this is like this is what I want to do. Like this is this is some crazy stuff, you know. Cause it was just these strange, strange sounds. I'd never heard anything like it, you know, but with this like great like you still have like the vocal element, the songwriting element, uh, you know, like the, the chord progressions, the rhythms, and uh, it took me a long time to try and figure out how to do that because I wasn't coming at it from like a, oh, I want to like be a DJ, you know yeah. like and so I you know started out like working in Adobe audition, which is you know,
0: which is crap. <laughs> <laughs> I like audition that's well what it's, I, it's good for
1: a podcast but
0: I edit my podcast
1: in. it's it's terrible for trying to make an entire album in. oh I bet <laughs> Yeah. Um. you know and so uh, I, I made that entire album and I made do with what I had and I mean a lot of it I did just did on uh, you know my 16 track recorder you know like finding noises and trying to line them up and whatever and a lot of that album is a lot more traditional you know I was playing uh, playing bass on it and playing drums and just you know doing doing the whole thing um, and then, yeah, as I continue progressing, I did less and less acoustic stuff and more and more electronic, and played around with different uh, DAWs, uh, digital audio workstations, like uh, Cakewalk and uh, Sonar and Cubase and Reaper, and just trying these different things. Trying Pro Tools for a while, people swear by that, but I think it's also garbage. Like Logic, know. yeah, I wasn't like the only thing I've found that I love is Ableton Live, which is like everybody uses that now. I mean, it's, it's like the it's like microsoft windows basically anymore but i mean it's it's great uh it's a great program and allows you just to do so much on the fly with like taking things and pitch shifting them and yeah you know being able to get things to like follow your chord progressions and make melodies out of weird sounds and
0: i have a friend who's like a certified trainer with them or something oh that's um, sweet I gotta have him yeah. on the show sometime he's a really amazing uh bassist who's been working in like electronic pad interfaces and stuff okay. like that that he like plays while he's playing bass and then like does all the cool <laughs> stuff but yeah, Ableton's his jam too. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I've been working on and off for f- the last like four years. It's around the time that I was like writing this album, trying to figure out a way to like perform some of this electronic stuff. Uh, Cause I've always had kind of like a strong recording background. I've always just been like, all right, I'm like, i going to make this music. I'm going to yeah. be able to just, you know, put it out there for people and figure that out. Um, and I started being like, all right, I have to figure out how to like actually try and do this live. Uh, and so I've, you know, I've got like different, like mini guitar type of setups and, uh, controllers and I've, I've been working on it and I have some stuff in the mix. I'm, I'm hoping to have a electronic set out this year and like go and play shows with it. Um, but part of the reason that I've done so much with the acoustic stuff, like outside of just loving to play, loving playing guitar, uh and part of the reason I like did some band stuff before uh which was like very kind of immediate I did this thing atomic spirits with my friend where he was playing drums and I was playing guitar and singing and it was it was very kind of um I was like if you know vampire weekend was trying to do two people (laughs) you know sort of thing uh so it's along those lines uh and that's that's why I found myself going out and playing acoustic guitar and singing it's just like I can do it on my own and I can just take it and immediately go do it and not have to figure out all these logistics and so there will be an acoustic album on the way. I have actually got two two in the making right now. Um just because it's you know I love those songs that I wrote. I don't think I'm going to transfer all of them into being like electronic songs and you know and do something with them. Um but yeah, I just I don't feel like for as much work as I put into the acoustic stuff, I don't feel like people get as excited as it would be nice to have them get about seeing one person sing and play acoustic guitar. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of got an eye towards the band stuff these days again.
0: Do you, um, so where do you, where do your ambitions lie with music as far as, um, what it's like, I'm hoping to carve out this sort of a a career in music or that, or what, um, what do you see as your measures of success with it other than like, Oh, I mean, for me, I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, I just like playing music, I think.
1: <laughs> well, that's a great place to be. Um, I, you know, I, I try and keep kind of, a, I guess it's like a sort of, I guess a Zen Buddhist sort of, uh, you know, trying without expectation or mm. working toward, you know, not do or do not, you know, uh, working toward a goal without, you know, letting that expectation take over you and like let that rule your emotions and, you know, cause you a lot of suffering. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't matter how good the music you make is, you know, and I'm not even saying my music is where I want it to be, but you know, you can make amazing things and get nowhere. Uh, you know, it's some of it's luck. Some of it's who, you know, some of it's how hard you hustle. Um,
0: you know, uh, yeah, some that's what, I'm always interested of in what people's theories of, uh, success are, you know, it's like, you you know, your theory of change, yeah. like it's like the theory well, I feel of like it sounds
1: a little cliche to say uh, at this point. I feel like it's become and it's probably good, like or like healthy in a way. I feel like a lot more people are like, yeah, like you know, I'm like I'm already successful and I'm doing like I'm like I'm hanging out and meeting people because of this, and like I'm creating stuff I like, and so I say it's kind of the primary definition, you know, of success. You know, I, I feel like I'm already getting a lot out of it, right? You know, by doing it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I have an eye towards other things. And I think, you know, like success and happiness and all that stuff. I mean, those are moving targets. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would love it if a lot of people, you know, heard my album and wanted to buy my paintings. And, I you know, I'd love to go on tour and, like, play that music for people and be able to have that be you know, the main thing that I spend my time on, I'm, you know, getting enough money to not have to worry about, you know, other stuff. But, you know, even working a regular job, it's not like I'm getting enough money that I'm like not worried about healthcare and all that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kinda it is what it is. <laughs>
2: His Kyle's time in escrow Washing up as John does Cause all we ever got is this Eight minutes In 20 SPC or MDS Are you in it? Star showers How many hours?
0: So, what is your 2020 looking like? What do you have on the horizon past the show? (laughs) You better (laughs) have planned out your year, or this is yeah
1: right. I'm just a colossal failure, and you ruined my whole podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is what's the name of your podcast again? New Year, I don't know anymore. So, (laughs) Uh, well, so do you? I was I was putting like I was booking and promoting shows um, when I was. Doing the whole moving castle thing that's kind of another facet of all these, yeah. Sort that's of what I projects. wanted to talk to you
0: about. Was the is that still going on? Is, it's it's it is and it isn't. So, I'm going
1: to work with a couple other people in the DIY scene to like throw some shows in their spaces because like it's a lot of work to put on, especially like a show where you're like really trying to get people out for like the touring bands and that sort of thing. So, I'm sure you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's why it's kind of why I've, I, I've just like ha- we were gonna do a carnival in uh January. Um, and I was never so thankful oh, for it? pulling the plug on it. I had it, I had it pretty much booked, but then I was just like, I haven't started any marketing and like, you know, like two weeks prior yeah. and this, I'm just coming off of like the hecticness of the holidays. I was like, I don't, I was just thinking you hadn't invited me. <laughs> no, I just, and, and then it was the best call ever because then that, if I hadn't have done that, I'd never get able to get in that play.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's important to be able to, like, have time for your own creative projects versus, like, doing stuff that kind of, like, puts back into the community. And the
0: thing you're talking about, it's the number one reason why I don't, like, I'm reticent to ever bring, put it up again. I love doing it. I love producing it. But goddamn, when no one comes or you don't get a big crowd for it, and, like, and the whole point of it is, like, I want people to see the artists I book. It's not like... I never book shows really for me, or like if I'm playing a yeah. show, I don't mind telling people I'm playing a show. And if people come, I'm like, uh, oh, you know, I'll be happy or sad. But it's not the same as like when you go and you produce a whole thing, yeah. And you and you put and then you and, or when you do put the work into marketing to it, and then it's just uh, people don't, you know, they're busy or whatever they they, they or whatever they say didn't they're doing. work. Yeah, whatever <laughs> their thing is, you can't hold grudges for it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you and I kind of do a similar thing Whereas it's not like an all-the-time thing It's much more like here's somebody from out of town Like I really want like them to come through like I really believe in what they're doing It's more more along those lines where it's like I really want to like do a good show for like this person I want to get some good locals on it, you know, whatever uh, There's a lot of you know DIY houses and like God bless them for doing their own thing They're a little more like hey, it's a Friday night it's a Saturday night. Let's have you know a house show type of thing uh, And that's that's great, you know, I go over to like Oakdale house uh, and like Kling thing and Akron a lot uh, and you know whatever to hive mind some they're they're shutting down actually uh, next month. I don't know if you heard. Oh, no. Yeah,
0: I yeah it's uh, I, There's the, there's a whole thing whole there.
1: sort of history, but I, you know and and some drama, but I think the main thing is uh, you know, they were kind of Burn out on doing it because they were doing a lot mm-hmm. and uh, Also, everybody who was doing it was like pitching in to pay for the the place, you know to rent it out uh, So I think it was a little much for, for some people Um yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, 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 like they were basically on the verge of being a venue. And then you've got like the places that, you know, they have a lot of shows, but they're not at all trying to be a venue. And then you and I are a little more of like promoters or whatever you want to call it, producers. You know, we were like, we do a, you know, a few shows type of thing. Well, now um, I own i I'm paying
0: mortgage on a venue. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the long story short of what happened is when I moved into the place that I'm currently in, uh you know i'm not gonna go into like naming a bunch of names or anything or whatever but the landlord told me uh that it would be fine for me to have shows there that is why i moved in there the deal was that we would split the basement which is a finished basement uh and is uh an art gallery and the backyard and so that i'd be able to have shows in either the basement or the backyard so I did some of that and there were never any problems or anything, but I took a hiatus for a while and then when I came back to it. He basically acted all surprised and was like, I never told you you could have shows here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I have the lease on my phone. I like put it up in front of him I'm like, well, here's the document that we both signed after we both carefully read it and discussed it, you know, uh, you he's that. like, so
0: you got that in paper like that you could do that.
1: Well, I have the, the paper and then I also had a photo on my phone of it. Nice,
0: Uh, you know, I just store all my important. No, but that you're the the whole like I can put on shows and use these spaces That's smart and his only
1: requirement was that that I have uh, renters insurance, which I did Uh, but then he you know tried saying like oh that he never said that and Basically that I could do the shows that I already had booked But then it was over and that also that I had to get uh, Special event insurance for all the shows that I had left and it turned out it was gonna be like $70 per event to do that and uh, when I didn't do it, he basically blew up about it and was started shouting at me and I was like look I never agreed to do it. I just told you I'd look into it You know and like when I found out it was $70 per event that I'm uh, like, I'm not making any money off of
0: couldn't you have just like Printed out some bullshit like <laughs> look. Here's my receipt. Uh, here's the renter the event insurance I, I got from Geico and just get a Geico loco. Yeah, or something well, you know
1: game it. recognized game. I respect your your pluck uh, You know, <laughs> I respect you the, the ruffianness about. You. I consider myself to be a scoundrel as well However, This man is a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> so I think he would have noticed and he was also like trying to get me to go through his insurance company so, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh so he probably got a kickback this, might, have, might the, have yeah yeah I'm pretty sure that was going on
1: yeah I mean you know, assuming the best about him you know he, he changed his mind and we were on month to month at that point and so that's his right but it sucked that he did that and it screwed me over because I had told a lot of people that you know they had dates or whatever and then had to cancel things to avoid getting kicked out in the middle of the winter.
0: I've definitely reached the point where i so. will i will never assume the best about a landlord again <laughs> yeah well they, you know. they, they 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 just <laughs> i'm i'm uh i don't know what it, what kind of ist that is i'm i'm an i'm an ist i'm not oh. you know like racist or yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. Landlords, they're scum.
1: I, you know, a lot of them tend to be parasites. Um, (laughs) I know, I know some people out there who like have property and rent and they're, they're pretty nice. And you know, there's, there's definitely like some give and take in terms of people on the other side of it, like, you know, not treating the place well or whatever, but, uh, you know, by and large, the landlords are the one with the the power and yeah, you know, it can be kind of. Not so great. So yeah, you know, what's, what am I doing with my twenty? I'm looking for another place to live. Yeah, uh, for one, and uh, I prefer to be at a place where I could uh, still, you know, put on my own shows there at the place. Um,
0: you know, the but if not, I'm gonna get involved, was it called the Wandering Castle or is that
1: another the thing? Moving
0: Castle? The Moving Castle. It's kind of an
1: homage to Hal's uh, Moving Castle, uh, Studio Ghibli. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like I wouldn't do that for like an artist name, but you know for like, uh, like a production thing. I feel like you want something that's a little more like on the nose. People yeah. are like, oh, like How's Moving Castle, you know, like, you know, kind of, kind of friendly, inviting.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: <laughs> so a little less, a little less pretentious than Atomic Houdini.
0: <laughs> well, it definitely, I, I, I was going to tell you, uh, when we got off this, it's like, you got to work on your pretension, man. It's yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's really bad. So let's nail it down. Too one many more, ti- will one not more time a for the people who weren't paying attention. When is your negative space show?
1: So the negative space show is the 29th of February, our uh, year of our Lord, 2020, from 5 to 7 p.m. It's on a Saturday evening. And, uh, yeah, if you keep your eyes open for my stuff, I'll I'll probably be playing some shows in Akron and Cleveland before long, both acoustic and electric. And, uh, oh, I know what you're going to ask. You're like, how do, how do people, what's the best way people can get like, your stuff? Right. Where do we find you? Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> literally the best thing anyone could do would be to just email me at atomic Houdini at gmail.com and be like, I'm interested in what you're doing. I'll be like, I'll put you on the mailing list. Uh, so that's the best thing. Uh, but then yeah, after that, um, I'm on Instagram most and then, you know, any other social media, you know, the numbers look good for bookers and. I'll post stuff about what my shows are. So you can always get on
0: there and support <laughs> atomic Houdini. You don't, you're not competing with anyone for that name, are you? It's no. Good. Nah. Yeah. Good SEO. <laughs> yeah. I'm the first thing that comes
1: up for now, <laughs> which is actually not true of, uh, of, of, my name. Uh, some other band, cause I, if you try, like try, try searching Shalane like find, find my old stuff. You're not going to find it. some other band, uh, decided to, they wanted their name to be Shalan. It's a lake in Washington. So they're like, Yeah, we're going to be Chalet. I was like, Dude, that's my name. I should come up first. I don't know how you rectify that. with They Google. were like
0: following your, career, your early career. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, look, he's not using it anymore. Quick, we're Chilean now. <laughs> Could he's be. Could be. That's just going <laughs> to have did you say I
1: didn't even catch it that
0: time. It's just going to have to be. That's <laughs> who you are. I accept
1: you for who you are, Brian. Yes. A deeply flawed but amazing human being. <laughs> and you,
0: So are you, (laughs) atomic.